So don't just lean into your chart and use that as an excuse for a bad behavior because you were born with this chart. You can operate like this. No, we're supposed to grow and learn as humans. Hey loves, my name is Dantea and I'm your fave self-worth therapist and coach. And this is my show, Situationship. This show is about getting out of toxic situationships that go beyond partners to family and friends and everything in between to living a life of joy and self-worth. Okay, let's get into it. Hey loves, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. I have a very special guest and I have so many things to say about my journey to getting this guest on the show. And I'll say that after I introduce her and let you all know who is going to be here today, but you probably already know from the episode title. So, okay, cats out of the bag. I am here to introduce Tamiri Atir, astro fascinista as they, um, as you can see on her like social media, website, things like that. Tamiri is a certified professional astrologer, Reiki practitioner, and founder of Gift of the Nile, products for spiritual wellness, love that, rooted in ancient Egyptian ritual. Hmm, interesting. With over 15 years of experience, Tamiri has advised thousands of people on how to tap into their personal gifts to align with their soul's destiny, life purpose, career path, and improve and attract healthy relationships and partnerships. I love that. Tamiri, thanks for being on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You guys, let me tell you, I feel like, and I probably need to work on this. I feel like a literal nobody out here in my podcast world, you know, doing my thing. And when I came across Tamari on the relationship podcast, I'm thinking if she's on that big brand podcast, like how, (laughs) why would she come here? And I reached out and then boom, here we are. And I'm just like, blown away a black female astrologer like tell me where have you where have you met someone like that before so thank you so much no happy to be here uh you know we got to support each other so yes thank you for reaching out of course of course so let's just jump right in let's get into more about like how you found yourself in this work do you feel do you feel like it's becoming more common in like the black communities to get into astrology? Like what has your experience been so far? Oh, I love this question. First of all, we started this issue. No, sorry, that's a little bit controversial. <laughs> no, we love it. It's it, it's tied into my, my journey and story and I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. So uh, my dad is an African history scholar, Mathu Ater. And he actually, our last name is Sudanese. That's a long story in itself. He changed his last name so that we wouldn't have slave names before I was born. And so he named me Tamiri. And Tamiri is an ancient name for Egypt or Kemet. Mm. Kemet uh, is an ancient name for Egypt. Egypt is a European name given to the land. Mm -hmm. Um, Ta means land. Tamiri, gift from God's land or gift of the Nile. And so Mm. um, I always think that our, I love names. I love purpose. And I love that my dad was so intentional about that because it really has kind of led the foundation for how I got into astrology. So I actually had a naming ceremony when I was an infant. Um, and his friend conducted it, Baba Doye. He's still a spiritual advisor to me to this yes. day. And he uh, he said, you know, she's born under the sign of the bull. He did my natal chart reading. 
and had all these tips for how, you know, my dad and my, my mom should parent me, um, mm-hmm. based on my natal chart. And so this was, wow. I'm 30, I'm 39. I'll be 40 next year. So this is 1984. So, yes. you know, astrology has been around for thousands and thousands of years. So fast mm-hmm. forward when I was 13, we had a, a personal, a really tragic family, um, situation where I lost my mother to suicide and it oh. completely changed the direction of like, everything in our life. You know, my dad became a single Mm. father. It was, it was a lot. And so Mm. as a teenager, I I struggled a lot silently. Um, Mm. And, you know, I outwardly, I was very, always very popular and social and achieving and inward. There was just a lot that I was keeping to myself in private. And so when I was about, you know, graduating college, it was, you know, you're going out into the world and I really was struggling emotionally at that time, just trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do? And Mm -hmm. I've always been a person that's like, what's my purpose? I've always actively sought, sought that out. Um, and at the time I worked in an office, I'm from LA. And so I was working in marketing in Beverly Hills and the astral twins, a lot of people that are into astrology might've heard of them. They're twins and they're professional astrologers. They, oh. they've been doing this work for a very long time. Ophi and Tali, I always shout them out because they're a part of my, my journey. So their manager okay. worked in my office and they, 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 I was like, oh, I love astrology. Like I want them to do a reading. And so they looked at me, they're like, you're either a Taurus or a Scorpio. A Scorpio. <laughs> and I'm a Taurus son, but I have a Scorpio rising. And I'm like, wow. how did they... How do they do this? Like, yeah. not even like before they even like looked at my chart or ran the yes. chart. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> and so <laughs> this was 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just started, I went on a journey, like, learn, I like bought the first book. There, um, all my first okay. astrology books are up there, cover to cover. Like, I was like, oh, there's so much more to this than I thought. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I grew up with, with, I, talking about astrology so fast forward I'm doing all these like I like asked all my friends to send their birth times I'm doing all these readings and like just for fun and my Capricorn boyfriend at the time was like uh you need to get paid for this like why don't you start a business or something and I'm like Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. thank you Cap um And I'm Cap, like, exactly. Thank you, Capricorn. Um, <laughs> my mom was a Capricorn too. I seemed to attract that. So it was my ex-husband. Mm. We'll get, we haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't, I was like, nobody's going to pay for astrology. Like I just mm. didn't, it wasn't as popular as it is now. I this believe is, it. You know, probably 2007 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, long story short, that relationship ended, but you know, uh, years later, my Scorpio boyfriend was a, a web developer for like a very big brand wow. that we all use every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he created a website for me. And so I launched this business in 2015. Like, I'm just going to do it and announce yes. it. And I had always worked in the beauty industry or for a good chunk of my career, I worked in product development for several different brands like Murad mm-hmm. and Dermalogica and you know, Hatch Beauty. So I've been doing product marketing and product development. Um, And so I would do readings for people at work. And so people would like stop by and like I'd pull cards for them. And like, you know, it was just that that community of women, mostly women was very supportive. So when I launched, it was really just people I knew. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I've always done in the evenings while working. And so um, the thing about astrology, it's helped me so much in my life. It's really been like a tool for healing for me. I've used it to like anticipate career moves and, mm. you know, figure out what my purpose. Once I really understood my chart, like yeah. this Tor- Taurus sun, Taurus Mercury, seventh house, Leo midheaven, a career point, Scorpio, mm. four planets in Scorpio, Scorpio rising, Aquarius moon. There's this like 
this physical, this spiritual aspect, but also this physical things that I'm always trying to balance the beauty yeah. side and the deep side. And, and so I think when I came up with gift of the Nile, it's kind of satisfying all those areas of my chart, like mm -hmm. the healing for people that deep spiritual healing, cause it's a, a wellness brand yeah. that I want people to use in their life for daily rituals to bring healing to their day mm -hmm. every single day in little yeah. moments. And so, you know, when I created the product line, I incorporated Egypt because that, you know, my name means gift of the Nile. And they mm -hmm. were some of the first to practice astrology wow. and to use the stars to help guide them through their life. So it all mm -hmm. kind of organically came together. I didn't force it. It all came at the right time. And then I didn't really want to make a outer beauty product. I felt like the world has enough beauty products. Mm -hmm. People need healing. And so yeah. I wanted to create something that was more about wellness. And then, you know, so and then the astrology naturally is incorporated. So like my first products were these aromatherapy mood mists. They're behind me mm -hmm. um, that are tied to the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. And you can, you know, so if you're a fire sign, you don't need a, a, lot, a more fire. You might want to use water, <laughs> you know, or if you want to use fire, that's okay. Okay. And so the idea is, <laughs> the idea is that we have every energy in our chart. And that's the mm. thing I love about astrology is that we all identify with these things like, oh, Taurus yeah. gang, Leo gang, yes. but we have every energy in our chart. And so mm -hmm. we need all of them to, for the complete whole person. And so that's kind of, you know, how the brand was birthed. That's a little bit about my journey and how I got here. Um, and so, yeah, I really am here. I work mainly with women, but men love it too. Um, yeah. Venus and Aries in the sixth house, day to day work with women. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm here to to do my part to to bring I more healing to the world. Yes. I so those of you who are listening, if you feel like, you know, she's just saying Venus in the house and Scorpio and Aries, <laughs> like what? Huh? Okay, just nod, you nod your head along. I'm sure it'll make sense soon. And this is what happens when you talk to a professional. Like you know what you're saying. I'm still very new to this. I'll, I don't even feel confident saying this. I think I just know that Saturn is your 11th house. See, I don't know. I don't know. So we all have Saturn somewhere in our chart. Okay. It depends on when you were born. So it won't, like, I'd have to see your chart to see where your Saturn is. Okay. Some people do have Saturn in the 11th house. If you have Saturn in the 11th house, you probably have difficulty in friendships and interpersonal relationships. Uh, excuse or, me. Or, Ma'am. Or, 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 um, you have a select few solid people that yeah, you call hands. friends and they're lifelong. So there's different ways to express, but Saturn in the 11th is just a placement. And I, I don't, do that. you have that? Do you know that about your chart? I feel strongly. That's why I thought, and again, a Leo, I think everything's about me and I think we all live the same life <laughs> as mine. So I, I'm getting Saturn is in 11th house because I think that's what mine says. And so I thought. Well, what's your birthday? Do, do you want uh, me to pull up your chart now? We, who is doing the interview? <laughs> my, let's see, my birthday is July 27th. You guys are getting a real treat because this was not part of the plan. <laughs> well, now I have to know because I don't want you saying the wrong stuff about your chart. Listen. Um, Okay, so July 27th. July 27, 1990, <laughs> okay. uh, 12.10 a.m., Seattle, Washington. Okay. Yes, everyone, I'm nervous. That's why I'm quiet. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Okay, so... July 27, 1990, 12, 10 a.m., Seattle, Washington. You don't have Saturn in the 11th house. You have Saturn in the 9th house. So I'm Great. glad we're, we're doing this. <laughs> and you're a Taurus rising. Yes. Which is so, okay, so we have mirrored charts. So um, because you're a rising Taurus, I'm a sun Taurus, and I'm a rising Scorpio, our 
charts. And if we did synastry and laid our two charts together, there'd be an overlap where my son connects with your ascendant and your Mars mm-hmm. and, and my rising connects with your Pluto. So there's a good, there's already a good sense where we could, pro- we could be friends and you have a Libra moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have an Aquarius moon, an air sign moon and your okay. Libra moon is at eight degrees and my Aquarius moon is at four degrees. So there's oh. synastry there with our moons and our, so we'd get along. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so as a Taurus rising Venus, I'm just going to do a quick little read. Okay. Well, thank I know you. we have more to talk about, but Venus is is the ruler of your chart. Um, Venus ruled charts are people that are pleasure seekers. There's mm-hmm. a big part of your life where harmony is what you're after. Yeah, um, your Venus good. is in the third house of communication and learning. So you probably um, enjoy learning, writing, speaking mm-hmm. about family issues because Venus is in cancer family in your therapist, right? Yes. Um, so family <laughs> home, in the third house, your Jupiter is exalted, meaning you have a strong Jupiter. Jupiter likes to be in Cancer, mm-hmm. um, conjunct Chiron. Chiron is a is a planet that's about that shows where we're wounded in our charts, mm-hmm. and it's close to Jupiter, so you have this ability to heal people through education. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's coming out very strong. Nice. Mars is in your first house, so you have a lot of drive, but you're someone that needs to be motivated and feel good to to go after things. Mars and Taurus doesn't move until it's absolutely ready, um, mm-hmm. and you have to be mentally prepared to get there. Yeah. Um, your moon is in the sixth house, so habits are important for you to 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 set up for yourself, especially habits that are pleasurable because mm-hmm. moon is in Libra. I think for you, affirmations, writing. Any type of communication or even if you have like a friend or somebody that you talk to every day to kind of stabilize your day is something that could be good for you. Um, now, Saturn in the ninth house next to your midheaven, Saturn, it shows where we need to mature, be strong, where we learn lessons. And that's around spirituality, mm-hmm. um, travel, higher learning. And so your Saturn's right next to your midheaven, which is a career point. Mm-hmm. which tells me that you put a lot of effort and time into achieving your goals and you're not afraid to sacrifice to get there. <laughs> um, but you're probably someone that also, you know, if you're not, you you need to travel and learn about other cultures that really enriches you. Mm-hmm. And professionally, you're supposed to, because you have the North Node in the 10th house in Aquarius, you're supposed to be reaching people on a large scale and helping humanity in some way. Mm-hmm. So that's a little short read. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot for me. Well, thanks for the short bit. If that's just a short bit, I can only imagine what the longer version is, which I was thinking even before you agreed to be on the show, I was like, I'm just going to sign up for a read. Because, <laughs> like, Why not? So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Is that so you were talking earlier, like you use it for your own life decisions, maybe personal and professionally family is that kind of what you do like do you return to your natal chart or do you just remember it so well at this point you just kind of sit and think with it I mean I look at it quite often it's quite a balance for me as an astrologer because I can anticipate so here's the thing astrology can be used for and I think this is where people get a little rubbed the wrong way Mm -hmm. when they when it's like predictive work or you're trying to tell the future 
it can be used for those things because you're just tracking cycles and it's just, you know, what's the planetary energy right now? What is this manifest as what, what is likely coming up for me? And so I do do a little bit of that work only for people's benefit. So I'm not here to scare people or tell them bad news. I'm here to help them with whatever their goals are. So let's yeah. say they want to get a job. I'm going to say, well, next spring you have Jupiter in the 10th house. That's an optimal time to go after and be supported in your career. So that's how I'm using that predictive work. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I like to do is the deep spiritual who are you and why are you here because your yeah. natal chart is really we didn't even define this but your natal chart is really it's a snapshot of how the cosmos looked at the moment you were born and it's mm -hmm. a roadmap for your life and so it's a guide it's a map it's like if god imprinted this map like okay this is what you're going to use this is the tools and the cards you were dealt mm -hmm. How are you going to go about achieving the things that are in your natal promise? And so what I'm trying to do is help people achieve the best parts of their natal promise. We all have difficult, hard things that happen in life. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've definitely had my share of things, but there's ways to make it to where it's easier to deal with and you're seeing it as a part of your experience. And so bringing it back to if I use it, yes, I do, but I also try not to live so much in the future out of fear or things that are coming up. And it's a struggle. It's a, it's a constant struggle for me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I know what's going to come and where it's going to hit. Mm -hmm. Um, I just try to accept the now and say, okay, what can I do now to, to better and maximize where I'm at today so that I'm constantly improving as a human mm -hmm. in the future. So it's a, it's a, it's a balance. It's not easy. But that's why I think my work with others is so much more powerful than me just trying to use it on myself. Because yeah. then it's not about about me. It's about helping other people. Yeah. Because um, it's hard to get caught up in that, you know. I can only imagine, like, I don't know if this still happens to you today. I can only imagine maybe earlier on, like, the older women, older black women, whoever, Christians, whoever would get wind that you're doing this kind of work and how you had to, like, protect yourself and stand up in it and be like, yeah, this is what I do. And for not people to be afraid of you yeah. or maybe even attack you. I can only imagine what that was like. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever really been attacked. I have had my fear of skeptics, mm -hmm. right? When I'm like in a room and I'm just talking about what I do. And it's just one aspect of me. Like I've had this very, I'm proud of the things that I accomplished. I mean, I went back to business school, top executive MBA program okay. and and I launched and I worked on Gift of the Nile in the program and I showed up unapologetically as an astrologer, mm -hmm. which took a lot of guts and courage for mm -hmm. me. So I'm still working on that, like unapologetically showing yeah. up as myself and not caring what other people think because I'm a serious businesswoman mm -hmm. and I want people to take me that way. Mm -hmm. But I also don't care what people think. And I think that's that Aquarius moon, like, you know, trailblazer. Uh, like I've always marched to the beat of my own yes. drum. Like I was raised to be different and a, and a thoughtful person. I, I didn't grow up Christian, but my family family, you know, a lot of my family was Christian. Okay. My dad's family was, you know, he was raised in the mm -hmm. church, but he raised us more to be spiritual and respectful of every religion. Yeah. We have the Quran in our home yeah. and we learned about everything. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think religion is a great tool for, for practice. Like it's different from spirituality. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is it's spirit. It's within you. The religion is just the active practice of that, yeah. right. Or the tool that you do to practice spirituality and all of the books are saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to me, there's room for all of it. And honestly, my response is that, um, Christ most priests in ancient times, the priests, 
um, people that did this holy work were astrologers. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, when Christianity Mm -hmm. expanded that it no longer served the church to be attached to astrology. And so it became a separate thing Um, and they kind of, you know, condemned it. But it was one of those things that it was naturally a part of um, spiritual work Mm. in ancient times. So I think there, I mean, if you read the Bible, there's a lot of (laughs) nods to the stars and, you know, and all of that. So I don't, and I don't, and I'm not going to argue with people because I don't really want to change anyone's Mm -hmm. views. I only care about my own views and how it helps me and who I'm helping. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's an interesting thing, but it's definitely more acceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more openly talked about. And I think people are finding a space to be, you can be Christian and still like astrology Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Or most Islam or Jewish yeah. or Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. No, you're you're right. And I, I have I have one more question about that. Then I want to get back to something else. And this might not even make it in the show. But my own curiosity is like with the the Egyptians and other people who have studied astrology way back when. Because I'm always thinking like, but why? How? 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 Like, did they go to the space? Like, you know, how does someone? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, if you think about it, just from thinking about it, they did not have phones. They, they they survived on learning earth. Mm, And that's the thing about astrology that I love. You know, when people doubt the connection, astrology is not only about the stars. It's about cycles in the, and listening to what the earth is doing Mm. and how are the planets and the stars affecting what's going on here if we're a part of this vast universe why wouldn't we be affected by that the moon's gravitational pull Mm -hmm. has an effect on the ocean's tides we know Mm -hmm. this we are affected by sunlight when the sun rises and sets we're affected by that that's all astrology is it's tracking cycles of how we're seeing Mm -hmm. this. So there's a very much a connection between the stars and what physically happens to our earth. And so ancient civilizations, they literally were farmers. They were, you know, they had to prepare for the floods. Every time Sirius, the star Sirius Mm -hmm. rose, you know, the Egyptians knew the annual flood was coming in August and they had to, that was where they got, you know, once that flood came and and hit Kemet, the land, Mm -hmm. Ta, Ta Mary, Ta land, when it hit that, they were able to harvest and have food in abundance mm. from this now river flood every year based on the rising of the star mm. Sirius. So it's all connected. Yeah. I think people look at it as a separate thing, but it's not. And so to me, it makes sense that ancient civilizations relied on yeah. this um, because they didn't, and they weren't distracted. And I think people are certainly, I mean, we live in a rat race, mm-hmm. right? And I think people are finally starting to understand that we need to get back to, or at least I, this is what I'm trying to do is get back to the basics. Yeah. Like how were we live? What can we take from the ancient civilizations and how they were living and bring mindfulness, mindfulness, mm-hmm. a respect for earth, a respect yep. for, you know, silence and quiet mm-hmm. and inner wisdom and not being distracted. Like that's all that I'm encouraging people mm-hmm. to do, especially when they're using my products. Um, so yeah, it's all connected. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. That was a long way. No, answer, no, please, but- <laughs> please listen. We, this, this might have to be split up into part one and part two. It was like, I think it's all great right. information. Thanks for sharing that because I was thinking like, how, how does this even come into play? If you're listening to this episode, I bet you're wondering what behaviors you're doing that keep you from getting your needs met and ending up in situationship after situationship. I got you. 
I've created a situationship quiz and I'm so excited about it. Take the quiz to discover more behaviors and more tips for navigating situationships because I know you're in more than one right now. No judgment, boo-boo. I used to have five situationships at a time, yes. So you're not alone. You can find the quiz at www.dontea.co forward slash quiz. That's D-O-N-T-E-A dot C-O forward slash quiz. I'll drop it in the show notes as well. Okay, back to the episode. So you were mentioning earlier, like you use your chart to kind of help you guide you through life. What happens during those times when maybe you saw something coming and it and it still really hurt? Do you how do you self-reflect? Like how do you not beat yourself up? Because my chart says this and I should have seen you know, it does making sense. Right. Okay. Oh, it makes complete sense. I actually really love this question because I don't think it's ever been asked in all the podcasts that I've done. But I think so there's the anticipation, and I'll give a real life example. Mm-hmm. Planet Uranus or Uranus, however you want to mm-hmm. pronounce it. I call it Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the planet of unpredictability. Okay. It's it's excitement, it's action, think electricity, mm-hmm. hurricanes, things that happen out of the blue, good or bad, that's Uranus energy. Mm-hmm. And it can disrupt. It can be disruptive, but it can also change you if you're in a rut. And so it moved into Taurus a few years ago. And I was nervous mm-hmm. because Taurus rules my seventh house of partnerships and relationships. Uh, and I'm a son in Taurus. Yeah. And I remember Susan Miller, she's a, you know, a famous astrologer. I love her. I've been following her work for a while Mm -hmm. and I've met her several times. And I remember talking to her and saying like, I'm worried about this Uranus transit in my seventh. And she's like, oh, don't worry about. So long story short, when that started to happen, I decided to go back to business school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had gotten married already and we were planning a family you know, we had bought our house, you know, mm. just planning. And I quit, not quickly, but it seems like overnight, it, I didn't want to be married. And mm. and it's not like it happened. It wasn't like it was like a instant thing. It was like, I was aware of the things that weren't working mm-hmm. and where I was going in the future and that our paths weren't aligned. Okay. And so it kind of shook up my marriage life to where I, you know, things were revealed like this isn't supportive of mm. me. I don't want to live in this. And there was a lot of deep things that I obviously don't have time to discuss. And it took me some, you know, I went to therapy, had to hire two black male therapists to help mm-hmm. me work through this and ultimately decided that this isn't right. There's probably a better partnership mm-hmm. for me. Um, so that knowing that Uranus transit was coming, I was afraid of it, but I did not see me being the one yeah. that felt different, but it made sense because it was on my son and son, son in astrology is your identity. Mm-hmm. So my identity changed, you know, like, yeah. There was nothing I was, it was my growth. It was my soul's growth. It was time for my soul to grow and elevate. Mm. And this person wasn't going to be on that track. Now, the good thing that I also saw is that Jupiter in the North Node, also I had eclipses going mm. on in my first house and my seventh, my personality and my relationship. So all relationships changing around mm. me, not just my marriage, friendships, meeting people, yeah. but Jupiter brings blessings. Okay. So I know Jupiter bringing blessings in Taurus mm. until next May a new relationship will likely manifest Mm -hmm. that's more aligned Mm -hmm. 
And then the North Node will cross my Venus relationships, ruler of that seventh mm-hmm. marriage house. And I'll probably meet a more destined, aligned, soul aligned yeah. partner. And it's not that our souls weren't aligned with my ex-husband. We definitely were. Yeah. It's just there's a probably a better alignment for me coming. And so because I know that's coming, mm-hmm. I'm okay to release and let I'm mm-hmm. not I don't let that fear stop me because I know I have the support coming also. Yeah. So it's just the knowing helps, yeah, right? The knowing helps, which is very similar to my work where I try to help my clients get in that space of just knowing that a lot of my clients struggle with being single and they don't want to be single and they want to be partner and they want to be married and so on and so on. And so when we find ourselves single, we we know we don't want to be single. It's very hard to be like, someone is out there for me. It's easier to say, my ex was my last chance. This current partner is my last chance. Nothing is coming for me. Even though I can say, just based on pure math and odds, there's <laughs> other people, right? right? Right. For you, you're able to say, I know because of what my chart says. Right. And those who don't, who whether don't practice that, haven't had their chart done, it's like you can still just know and believe. Right. That it's coming. Right. And we live in a society that, and you know what? I am like glad this topic is coming up, especially for black women, because we get it the most in terms of relationships. We're told that if we're successful, we can't have a successful man because he doesn't want that. (laughs) Or we're told that the odds are against us because there's not enough men. And if we're dating it within our race and it's just not helpful information. I mean, it is, but it's like at some point you have to step away from that Mm -hmm. and believe. Right. And so like, if you can believe in God and you can believe in now I'm not saying just believe and not do the work because there's work. I mean, this is the work that you do, right? It's like becoming a better person and more equipped to handle things in life. But like, there's a part of life that's not explained by statistics Mm -hmm. and statistics are always a pool, a sample pool Mm -hmm. of information. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't include everything. It's impossible to include everything. So you got to take the statistics lightly and you have to believe Mm -hmm. And a part of what you a lot of us, we know in our guts what's best for us um, and our charts shows like kind of how we go about moving. But if you have that information of the chart and then you follow your intuition, which we all have an intuition mm-hmm. and you also put an effort on being the best person and you speak the things that you want. I really believe that you can call in whatever without no matter what the statistics mm-hmm. say, because if that's the case, no one would get up and do anything okay. based on a statistic because the odds are against us as black yes. women. First of all, (laughs) so, you know, I just, I think with the relationship thing, it's such a thing that I'm passionate about. I think that it's a thing that I've, you know, I am such a relationship oriented person and I love relationships, but I also value my alone time. And I think, you know, that get in, it's so cliche, like self-love, getting to know yourself. It's true. Mm -hmm. Like you really need to know yourself strengths, weaknesses, and this is what your chart helps you do, knowing yourself inside out so that you know what's best for you Mm. and you can identify when a person does show up, no, this isn't right for me. This is a person that I can build with. Like it just helps you in finding a partner and all partnerships are not meant to last forever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing is that it's okay. I think I really struggled with like the divorce thing because no one gets married to get divorced. At least I don't think they do. Um, unless you want some coins or whatever, but like, you know, I really struggled with that. (laughs) And I, and then I came to a point like, whatever, it's life. Mm -hmm. Like we're supposed to learn and we're going to have failures, quote unquote, failures. It's not a failure. It's just a learning experience. 
And it's a part of my story. Yeah. I'll get up and try again. Mars in the first house. You have Mars in the first house too. <laughs> like keep fighting, yeah. keep going for better. Mm -hmm. And so I think people, you know, I understand most of my clients only come to me for love or career. Like that's, mm. that's the thing that people want to talk mm -hmm. about the most. And so, yes, I'll help with timing. Like this might happen around this time, yeah. but like ultimately you need to know yourself and, and be the best self so that when that person shows up, you're not selling yourself short. You're not settling. Mm -hmm. um, you're not just jumping in something because you're codependent. Like, and there's all these things yeah. why people want a relationship so bad. And, yeah. and we're enough, right? 100% and more than. Mainly because black women have to be more than enough. Right, right, you know? right, right. So we're already like the stellar, the shiniest trophy. And we already know what that path is. And so when people say, could you dim yourself just a little bit more so you can meet this person, so you could be friends with them, you know, like for me, I, for since I was 11, I'm, how am I, 33, I knew I didn't want children. With, mm -hmm. knew that and that's fine right and so right. then a few years ago my ex and I broke up because I was like you know what we have to really decide because he was like yes maybe and I was like no one percent maybe so when I finally decided 100 percent, I don't want children I remember you know we broke up and that was hard and I was talking to one of my male friends and he was like you know people always want to want to try to connect you with other people to date. And he was like, um, what are you looking for? And I said all the things. And I said, also someone ideally who doesn't want children. If they have children, that's something else I'm trying to work through. Ideally, both of us are not, we don't have children. His first response was, oh, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard for you to find. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Right, right, right. What? What do you mean? Out of the mean? billions of people. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Hard to find. <laughs> and honestly, it, sh it should be hard. Okay, so it should be hard to find your aligned partner, yes. right? And I, when I say should, I mean, it's a serious decision. It is. Like the partner that you choose for your life is going to, it can direct your path. Mm. So people either help mm -hmm. you or they can bring you down. Mm -hmm. So it, a lot of times it is easy for people. And I can see that in the chart. But a lot of times it should be hard because you're looking for this diamond, this, yeah. you know, this little pin and the <laughs> needle in the haystack yeah. that's like your perfect match. Yeah. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean it's a, impossible. Mm -hmm. And just because it's hard doesn't mean you should not try. So what are you supposed to settle and make yourself unhappy knowing this about yourself? Yeah. Because it's hard. No, because if we gave up when things were hard, we wouldn't achieve anything. No. Saturn is hard. That's energy. That's hard energy of mm. Saturn. We all have Saturn somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we have to work with it. Yeah. We have to learn to work with things that are hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. I'm so I'm supposed to just have a child, like literally have a child. <laughs> And then be and that mom. And that's the most important work you'll yeah. ever do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And deal with that. Right. No. Some of, things, some of the things we wanted to talk about was like self-healing using the natal chart. I don't know if you are comfortable talking more about your divorce. You don't have yeah. to. Yeah. I'm free to share many stories. How could one self-heal using that? Right. I'm an open book. So, um, because I think it most people can relate than not. Um, okay, so I use my chart to, because astrology is based on cycles, right? So it shows 
you know, if we have a sun transit and our sun is in the 10th house or Mars is in the 10th house, that's more of an energy of action. We're, we're on, we're, mm. we're going after, we're achieving things. And then there's a time maybe where you have a 12th house transit where you're supposed to be more quiet and introspective. Mm. And so I try to follow the transits and I use numerology. I mean, I use all these different tools to kind of settle into the energy versus going against an energy that's not helping me. Mm. So I try to swim with the stream yeah. and swim against it. So for instance, um, right now I'm in a six year in numerology, which is about family mm. and home and love. Mm. And so ironically, my divorce is final. I've been surrounded by friends and mm. love. I've had so much love this year yes. and so many joyous moments to kind of balance out mm -hmm. that difficult situation. But in my numerology for the month, I'm in a seven month. And so seven month is more about going inside and, and being in quiet. Mm -hmm. And I'll be in a seven year. It's a, a quiet, spiritual, getting back to yourself. And so I'm using this time and I'm a workaholic. So I'm using this time to really, I mean, I've you know, I was in business school for two years, working a full-time job, mm. juggling, building a new business, yeah. juggling astrology business, getting divorced, trying to sell my house. Yeah. Like every life situation yeah, I could have possibly my. gone through, I was going through it. And so now I'm like, I am willfully quieting down. Mm. And so I'm trying to learn to turn it off because I feel like you can be more productive when you give yourself periods of rest. Mm -hmm. And so I'm willfully doing that now. I'm, you know, my meditation practice has never been as strong as it is this year. Mm -hmm. um, so consistent in it. Um, my journaling practice has never been as consistent as it's been. Mm -hmm. So consistent in it. Like I just have these things that I'm like, get, I'm feeding myself yeah, yes. because I, what I don't want, I don't want another I don't want another failed relationship, mm -hmm. quote unquote, even though I just said it's that not, no yeah. relationships. Are I really don't. I don't want that. And I don't want to just jump. And I was dating someone this summer, mm -hmm. but I don't want to jump into something. And I want to make sure that that person is completely aligned for me. Mm -hmm. And the only way I'm going to get there is if I feed myself and I'm completely comfortable, happy, accepting where I am today. And, and I constantly work on this every day. Like I'm happy. Life will go on whether you have a partner or not. Mm -hmm. So are you going to look at the lack if you're someone that wants a partnership yeah. and look at it as like a, you're missing something? No, you have today, <laughs> right? Like what are all the other things? Because you might get that partner and then your parent gets sick or, you know, I've gone through that. I, the, after I got married, my dad had a stroke mm. two months later. Um, and then we had to, he had to move in with us. It, it, oh, wow. it was the, the thing that probably made the biggest crack in our mm -hmm. marriage from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've learned the hard way that life doesn't stop. Nope. You only have today find these little moments. And so I'm feeding myself. And so I'm doing that in the seven months. Next month, I'll be in an eight month. It's about getting my business and my coins. I'm launching new products. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be a little bit more busy. Yes. It'll be holiday season. Yes. And so I go with the cycles. I try to ride the wave mm -hmm. so that I'm not struggling. A lot of our struggles and our grief comes from ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's from mind stuff. Yep. Yes, emotions. And I just journaled this today. I said, my emotions are different from my mind. Mm -hmm. I give myself, I try to give myself the space to feel, which is hard for an air moon. You have an air moon too. Mm -hmm. So you're a thinker mm -hmm. when it comes to processing emotions, yeah. but you, we have them, right? So I'm trying to give myself the space to cry when I need to cry, to feel when I need to feel. But there's a certain point where you, you let it out mm -hmm. and you, your mind takes over, right? Yeah. And so your mind controls a lot of the grief that we experience. So I'm working on, and I've always been about mindset, but I'm really actively working on if I'm obsessing about something 
over and over, like this looming thing, this thing that's happening, stop. Yes. <laughs> and my ex-boyfriend's mom, the one, the Capricorn, mm-hmm. she, she did this for me when we had broken up because she was calling me. She was like, I was just like crying over this. She was like, just stop. Just make yourself stop. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that works. Like, just tell yourself to stop, <laughs> right? So I'm really working on that, like, like we we can really direct our day mm-hmm. and change the course of our day and a lot of that takes meditation work yeah it's a, it's a skill it's like work it's a muscle that you have to train so that was a long answer but um no, we love it we love long answers i'm constantly i'm the queen of self care i'm queen of self there's nothing yeah. if one thing i'm going to do as a taurus son is going to self care i okay? love that okay okay <laughs> right you know i can learn a lot from you because for me i i realize i'm realizing that I have a, a strong, rebellious energy, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Hearing you say that your ex-boyfriend's mom said, well, just stop. I would feel like, right. don't tell me to stop. I'm trying to stop. <laughs> like, it would be like that. Like, I'm trying to stop. Don't you think about it? Because somehow I want to stop right now. And I don't want to stop. Maybe I need right. to keep thinking about it. Like, that's what right. is happening <laughs> inside. <laughs> She's a Leo, too. That's so funny. She's a Leo. <laughs> And my mother-in-law was a Leo, too. They were one day apart. So funny. And they're both Capricorns, ex-boyfriend. Wow. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done. Like, I don't want to tell people, like, emotions are real. Mm. We can't, we cannot suppress that. Like, and it's hard because I think there's this ultra, like, I don't forgot what it's called when you're, like, overly positive and, like, Mm. just pick yourself up and be positive. Toxic, positive, mm-hmm. like that is impossible. Like we are humans. There's no way we can be on as someone that's mostly positive. Mm-hmm. I think most people would describe me as a very positive, but I have moments where I go dark yeah. and I really, and no one sees those moments. Mm-hmm. Like I am really just, you know, I have all the, I have all these Scorpio planets. So it's these deep feelings mm-hmm. that I do feel when I allow myself to feel, but I try not to beat myself up for yeah. it in just let it pass and know that this too shall pass and emotions are fleeting. And I, for me, mm. it's so important as someone who had a parent that took their life in a moment where she was clearly, because my mom was someone that no one would have ever yeah. thought did anything like this. She was the strongest person I knew, you know, outwardly. Yeah. And so for me, it's more important than anything mm. to know that emotions are fleeting. Yeah. And so I'm constantly trying to remind myself to just, let it pass and there'll be another day. Like, I think that's, and I love this story in Egypt, Egyptian mythology about the sun god Ra. Mm-hmm. And one of my products is named after him, Amun Ra. Every day he went on a journey to the underworld to fight this serpent. And that's when the world went dark. Like, this is the mythology. Like, he rose mm-hmm. and he was a victorious. And because he was a victorious mm-hmm. every day, we have sunlight. Mm-hmm. And then every night he would go down and do the same yeah. battle so that humans could have sunlight. And so I really look at life that way for humans. Mm-hmm. Like, we go and we go through these battles. But every day that we get to wake up, we have another chance yeah. to, to be victorious and to go at it. And as long until we take that last breath, mm-hmm. and even I believe when we take that last breath, our spirit lives on and maybe we come back in another form. I don't know. Yeah. But like, as long as we are here, we have another chance. And so I really try to live in that mm-hmm. um, and really encourage people to do that too. Cause life is hard. Life it's is hard. hard. Like it really is. And it doesn't get it. We have, we have so many things coming mm-hmm. at us every day. So to protect your peace is something you have to actively do. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Tamari. Like, 
Listen, this is this is the episode takeover. Clearly, I'm I'm here to <laughs> listen and absorb. And I literally told myself before I got on, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna be sitting in the audience, truly, because this <laughs> you know a lot about other things that I cannot speak to. So here's the tea about your natal chart. So if you're someone that's run it or you're familiar with it, uh, the two places that I look for in relationships or when I'm doing an astrology, well, there's probably three main places. I look at the moon sign mm-hmm. because the moon shows what we need emotionally to be nurtured. Okay. It shows what will fill us. It's, I think it ends up being more important in relationships than your sun mm-hmm. sign sometimes. Um, compatibility. So your moon sign, that's emotions. Um, your Venus sign, that's actually relationships. It's like your romance mm-hmm. style, um, what you're looking for in a partnership. Um, Mars is more sex and in, um, you know, chemistry and then your seventh house, um, and your descendant, it's a point that's opposite your ascendant. So when people ask your rising sign, Mm -hmm. your rising sign is Taurus. So your descendant, your opposite sign Mm. is Scorpio, right? Cause Taurus is opposite Scorpio. So your descendant is in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So you need a partner based on your chart a long-term partnership where there's a lot of depth, Mm. where it's not surface level, where you guys explore these topics, someone that's passionate, Mm. loyal, kind of predictable because Scorpio is a fixed sign. Mm. Um, Perhaps they're good with money and resources, Mm. but your moon is in Libra. So you like harmony. You want someone Mm. that you can like enjoy things with, whether it's going to your museum or a nice meal out or shopping and experiencing those Venus type of things. And Venus, again, is the ruler of your chart. You're probably a pleasure Mm -hmm. seeker. And then your Venus is in cancer, like I mentioned. And so Venus, you also are very closed off at first when it comes to partnership. Mm -hmm. Like you want to make sure that person is safe for you to open up to. And you're a nurturer. Mm -hmm. You naturally know how to nurture and take care care of people. And so you need someone that is not going to take advantage of that. They're receptive to that. And so that's really how it works in the chart. Once I have like those bits of information, like your sun sign Leo, that adds another layer to it because as a Leo, you are someone that needs to show up boldly and expressive. And you know, that person needs to be able to be loyal and all that stuff. So it's like taking all the little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. and finding out, okay, who's the ideal person Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And once you know that you're able to go out into the world and be a little bit more present. And when people come up to you, like, you know, and say, oh, well, this person, like if you're, let's say, for instance, you meet an Aquarius, Mm -hmm. and I'm not even saying that you wouldn't be compatible with Aquarius, but I'm just saying, let's say you meet an Aquarius and that's your opposite sign, interesting enough. (laughs) And they're super logical Mm -hmm. and they're like, look at things as black or white. They facts only. I don't know if that's going to work for you as someone that, you know, that Venus in Cancer, that Yes, the Libra moon is a air moon, so it could work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need someone with a little bit more empathy because Venus and Cancer and that Scorpio descendant. Um, so that's kind of how it yeah. works. Um, Ooh. And it's not an easy thing. Listen, you know? you're you're stirring some stuff up because <laughs> you're saying I'm just I'm just imagining people could be saying like, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought you know because when I go to Google and I type in most compatible with Leo says I think I right. think for me it always says Sagittarius. Sag, Gemini, Aries. Oh, hey, Aries, yeah, yeah. Aries, Libra. Mm-hmm. I think I see it sometimes. 
right? They're going to say air and fire signs because as a fire sign, fire and fire could do well. And Mm -hmm. then air feeds fire. So that's what the default, Mm -hmm. but it's so much more complex than that. Yes. Um, Yes. So you're saying there's, it's a good starting point. It's a good starting point. I think I also hear you saying though, is also go off of what your chart says and see how that aligns with that person. Regardless of their right. sign, there's a sinistry chart. Oh, what? Yeah, what? because I'm when I do, re- yeah, when I do relationship readings, I'm taking that person's chart and I'm taking your chart mm-hmm. and I'm laying them on top of each other and looking at how the planets interact and I'm looking at your composite chart. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship like? And so it's a lot of those, like the basics that you're going to Google is not enough information. Mm-hmm. There's aspects. There's how the degrees, how close they are. Okay. There's the North node. Is it a faded relationship? Mm. There's Chiron. Is there healing that needs to be done? Mm. It's a lot. It's very intricate to do a synastry reading. So you definitely, if you're using astrology to find a partner, you're going to want to go to a professional that knows mm. what they're doing about how to find you know, especially if you're in a relationship and you're kind of wondering, like, like I remember from that, the ex-boyfriend, I always refer to him and read in these interviews because not only did he encourage me to go through astrology, that was like my longest mm. relationship, longer than my marriage. And it was my most growth. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like, why isn't this working out? Like we've been together so yeah. long, like Capricorn Taurus. Mm-hmm. And I had to see another astrologer to, to speak my language, yeah. to show me you guys have, you have this Uranus square, all these planets, mm. like it's at some point, the fun and excitement, it needs, you either need to live in different and we started off long distance, like that stable life together yeah. wasn't going to be, um, we outgrew, yeah. you know, that was a moment in time. It wasn't supposed to be forever. Yeah. That was for growth. And so like you need, an, sometimes when somebody breaks it down, like this is why you guys keep having these upheavals mm-hmm. because you have this aspect here that doesn't change yeah, between you. I see. Um, and you might love them, but you're always going to have this difficulty to deal with. Will, will the good outweigh the difficult? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have, you're, and no synastry is perfect. Yeah. I've looked at thousands of charts. Mm-hmm. There's no way to get the perfect synastry. It just doesn't exist. Okay. You want to outweigh the, 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 the easy aspects with the difficult mm-hmm. ones and see, do you have the longevity to see, get through the difficult ones? Cause you're going to have the yeah, difficult ones yeah. and that's a little bit of a science. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What do you, what would you say to someone who, you know, you, so example, I'll use myself. My current partner is an Aquarius. Oh, well, that's so funny that I tried right? that. I know. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna let her talk. Hey, tell me something. Uh, Aquarius, February 2nd, and my sister, one of my older sisters, her birthday is February 3rd. And so I was like, oh, I know this life. They're a little different. Mm-hmm. My, <laughs> they're, they're a little right. different. My point is, what if I was like, no, we're going to get married. It has to happen. Like, what would you say to someone? Maybe you've had that. You tell them, okay, this is what I see now. And they're like, no, mm-mm, I'm going to stay. I never tell anybody what to oh, do, by the okay. way. Never. You just I give am it not to here them. to tell people, I don't want to be a part of that decision. Yeah, like, <laughs> I take that back. I don't want that weight of that decision mm. on my soul or my conscience. <laughs> yes, I get that. Um, I, have enough, I have enough going on over here. Mm-hmm. So I am here to guide you. Because if you're coming to me asking about your partnership, 
eight times out of 10, there's some where there's there's some little smoke there yeah. and they're contemplating. No one comes with a perfect marriage saying, <laughs> I just want you to read me and my husband. No one. I mean, I've done it for clients before, just like out of curiosity, yeah. but like usually it's like they're coming because they're doubting something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just confirming what they kind of already know. Yeah. But I would never tell someone to, to, to make the decision to leave or to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this is either the facts and they usually confirm, oh yeah, this is what happens all the time. We have this pattern because the pattern's in the chart. Mm-hmm. I can see it. And so they they make that decision. A lot of the times people do come back and say, yeah, I broke up with that partner yeah. or, or, or they'll say, like you said, I broke up and, but I met somebody else mm-hmm. and like, this is great. And thank you. You know, so there's been all kinds of scenarios. You'd be surprised. There's been, I mean, it's almost, I know you as a therapist, like you get like the deep intimate moments with people. And I feel like I get those moments too, because, um, when people are in these readings, the emotions come up, you know, I I might say something and then it like triggers how they're feeling and they cry. And I'm like, I'm allowing you the space to cry. Mm -hmm. Like this is just me and you. And so, you know, there's a lot that goes into it because we're, we're just trying to, I'm just a guide, right? It, none of this is information. I'm a vessel for them to figure out their own chart yeah. and to work through their emotions. Maybe it's, you know, God wants them to know something and I'm here to give them the message. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I tell my clients the same thing. Like, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. We're just going to talk about what's coming up, what you want and how that aligns, you know? Right. Uh, what, what, I, what I hear you saying is like, I will tell you the things in the chart, whether it's like your personal or synergy wise, and the decision is yours. Like if we're saying we want a healthy relationship, if we're saying we want to be partnered and you identify what kind of part you, partner you want and you can confirm that by the chart, then the decision is yours. If right. I, like you refer to your ex, I oftentimes refer to the Sagittarius as December Listen, listen, it's just, I just get wrapped up like in it and I, and I know, I mean, I was sucked in that for years. I feel like we would be so great together and I know I would be a mess. And so it's like, what am I going to do? It's, this Mm. person wouldn't be that kind of person that can go deep with me. It's all superficial. It's Mm. all about money. It's all about Mm. glitz and glam, you know, Mm -hmm, that doesn't mm -hmm. sustain me. Right. And interesting enough, if he's a Sag, his son falls in your eighth house, which is a house of depth Mm -hmm. and transformation. So his identity was there to help you transform and go deep. And and, and maybe the sex was good because eighth house can be related, (laughs) you know, to that. I mean, whatever. I'm trying to get on your No, we can talk about Um, sex on here. We never had sex because I, again, I knew. Oh, okay. I knew I would be like. Chain me to the bed. I am at your right, will. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, especially with that um, Leo fire, the mm-hmm. fire. And then, yeah, whereas Aquarius rules your 10th house of career in destiny mm-hmm. and your north node is there. And so when I was saying that your destiny is tied to, you know, helping people on a large scale, humanity, doing work that other people aren't doing, working, essential, you know, in some eccentric way, yeah. maybe technology is involved. Aquarius, North Node, you said February 3rd. February 2nd is his birthday. Oh, February 2nd. I didn't put him in, but I think his son falls really close to that North Node. So there is this like destined pool and he probably is, helps your career in some way or, you know, where you're going. You know, there is this like kind of faded pool because the North Node is close to his sun Mm -hmm. sign. So yeah, 
Yeah. I can see that at least. But he is your opposite as a as a Leo son. So there's always yes. going to be a balance to you, right? <laughs> like your opposites bring out the things that you need to, yes. to see or maybe where you need to stretch yourself. Because with a North Node in Aquarius, you need to become more Aquarius-like. So he's actually stretching you to get to become more open-minded yes. and not see things so me-centered. Again, <laughs> again, <laughs> I, listen, I feel like I'm being red, <laughs> red. You're right. You're right. Because I, again, everything's about me. Everything's about me. Everything's about me. <laughs> and I work, I work with that every day. And he helps me with that. Right. He helps me take you out of it. He's so supportive. You know, I love that. So I, I appreciate that, but we're not going to let him hear this episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't validate because when Aquarius is right, they get so rigid about their their ideals, and, and it never leaves. <laughs> never stop hearing That's so about funny. it. Right, right. I also want to also the other side of it mm-hmm. is I think a lot of people use their charts for excuse though for bad behavior, Ooh. like people that are really in astrology or like. Well, I have this, this, and this. It's like, okay, this is our natal promise, but that doesn't mean that we're not supposed to grow, right? Um, And so I don't like that other side of it where it's like, I know my chart. Well, girl, I have an Aquarius moon. So uh, like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, no, like that is not going to be healthy for you as you embark on this life. It's a tool. Yeah. And so you lean into the good parts of that and you might have to work on the things that because every sign like the sign is not important it's the planet mm. astrology is planet signs and houses okay. like the, the basis of a natal chart the planet is in the sign mm-hmm. the sign doesn't have the power until the planet gives that sign the power so the every sign has positive and negative traits so mm. if you read about leo you're going to read you know all these things that Doesn't are matter what's you, negative. you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> right yes. but like we all have a shadow side yes. is what i'm trying yes. to say yes and so like being aware of that shadow side and that you have shortcomings yeah is part of the growth yeah so don't just lean into your chart and use that as an excuse for a bad behavior because you're born with this chart mm. you can operate like this yeah no, we're supposed to grow and learn as humans yeah i've have i've met someone recently i hardly ever meet pisces hardly ever and mm, she said she was a Pisces, but refused to tell me <laughs> the Her negative uh, traits of a Pisces. Oh. And I'm like, oh, interesting. But like, but I mean, maybe my own life. Maybe for you, it's different. When I tell you, I do not. Maybe I meet people who are Pisces. They don't offer that information when we're talking about astrology. Got it. So she's what she was able to tell me was that as a Pisces, they are they can be flaky, and so she constantly fights. Uh, against that to not be so flaky and so to your point yeah like I could I could say everything's about me because I truly wholeheartedly believe that (laughs) and because I'm aware of that I try to manage that right right you know because it's not going to serve I live that life where everything is about me right you know sometimes it can come up and it's like oh okay but you also work in a career where you didn't make it about you okay and so you're leaning into your north you're leaning into your north node which shows that you should be stretching to this opposite sign, mm-hmm. Aquarius. You're doing that mm-hmm. through your career and you're doing that through your moon sign, Libra, which is about partnership yeah. and others. And so you're not as, I guess they're going to, you're always going to have that Leo vibe mm-hmm. to you, but you have these other parts of you that are very much about pouring into other people and you're a nurturer. Mm-hmm. And I think you are a giver. And so you probably just have, you know, 
want the same in return. That's what I say about Leo people. Like they'll give and mm-hmm. give and give, <laughs> but they also, they just want the same yep. in, in return. Yep. Um, <laughs> they'll give as much as they're expecting mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 100%. 100%. I have a friend we always tease like, us as Leos, she's July 25th and I'm the 27th, born the same year. And so we always talk about how like, we'll, we'll go to bat for you. We'll go to, we'll show up to all your events. We'll love on you, all the things. But as soon as you disrespect me and don't appreciate what I'm doing, it's done. Like, and it's not like, it doesn't just like the lights turn off. It's kind of like little flicker warning, flicker, flicker warning. (laughs) The lights, I'm gonna turn off the lights. And then it's, done right right <laughs> you're right it's a fixed sign it's funny my girlfriend that's a Taurus we're born two weeks apart mm. she says she said that Leos are just exaggerated Tauruses and I was like dying when she told me that I was like that's so true it's like <laughs> there's a lot of similarities there in terms of like likes and mm. dislikes or you know just how we go we but I think Leos are like Taurus 2.0 and like you guys like own the yes. the parts of us that we kind of like keep to ourselves yeah um, so I thought that was really funny and they're both fixed signs and one's just fire and one is earth so that makes mm. a lot of sense what do you what do you mean right. Fixed sign because you've said that before, and I was like, I thought I knew what that meant. I don't yeah. think I do. Yeah, so every sign has an, uh, a mode, it's called a mode or a modality. And so, like, the cardinal signs are the signs that start the four seasons. Mm. Again, astrology is tied to the nature cycles. Mm. So, when we enter spring in the northern hemisphere, we're in Aries season. Mm. And so, the cardinal points, the cardinal points of the world, like when we go into spring, fall, winter, summer, mm-hmm. um, Aries, summer is Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Libra is fall and then Capricorn is uh, winter. And that's in the Northern Hemisphere. If you're below the equator, it's different. Yeah. It's um, and so uh, for the, the fixed signs are the signs that follow those because we think the season change and but then we're in the middle of the season Mm -hmm. and we're in the middle of spring we have more rain Mm -hmm. we have growth we have plants that's Taurus season Mm. summer we're in the thick of summer that's that's Leo Mm, yeah we're in the thick you know we're in the thick of that uh of the you know fall Mm. that Scorpio season and Aquarius we're in the thick of winter Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. like that's you know an Aquarius and so each sign is kind of associated with that energy and then you have the mutable signs or the signs that when that are in the in between Mm -hmm. before we go to the next season and that's when things are changed so mutable signs are more flexible and adaptable whereas fixed signs are more stubborn and Mm -hmm. stuck in their ways and so the mutable the mutable signs are you know pisces and virgo Mm -hmm. and gemini gemini and um sagittarius Mm -hmm. so they're a little bit and so one of the things when a pisces says they're more flaky there's a few things that are associated with that is a it's a mutable sign so mutable signs are kind of like you know they can kind of just be so adaptable even though virgo's a mutable sign and that's an but it's an earth sign mm-hmm. so they're a, they're more practical yeah. in, in application but pisces is two fish swimming in opposite directions mm-hmm. they're so they're like they're not trying to be flaky yeah. they're just literally living and, and it's ruled by jupiter and neptune in in modern astrology mm-hmm. neptune is about dissolving and not mm-hmm. being um t- no boundaries yeah. and so they live with their heads in the clouds mm-hmm. and so they're just going with the flow of a fish yeah. in the water. So the flakiness is that they just weren't aware and they forgot. I see. I see. <laughs> so there's always an explanation yeah. for tied to the mode, the, the, yeah. the, 
qualities of the sign and the glyphs and yeah so it's that. very interesting we definitely mm-hmm. be working together in the future i don't know what that's gonna look like but we yeah, will yeah. i will be getting a reading i know uh, whatever 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 i have two more questions if you have the time and then we can yeah yes okay so one i'm just gonna say my questions so I, hopefully you can help me not forget one is what are your favorite signs not like my favorite like what are the ones that <sighs> You know, you love to talk about if if you have that. Right. The second question is, how could someone lean into being confident within their natal chart? Like earlier you were saying when you were in school, when you back to school, you came out, came out as an astrologer with your project. And so just... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I just feel like I wanted to bring that up. So mm-hmm. those are my two questions. Answer however you want. Yeah, I'll address that one first. Okay. Um, in terms of the confidence that, you know, that's a that's a constant thing. Some people in their chart, it shows that they're very bold and confident. Okay. And that's a lot of different things. I won't get into it because it gets mm-hmm. very in the weeds. But one thing I will say is your first house is you. That's your persona. That's how you're showing up in the world. And so the rising sign will indicate how you go about moving and the confidence level, the planets in that house will show. Mm. And so I usually look at that to look at, oh, and then your sun sign, where is your sun sign? Cause your sun is your expression, mm-hmm. right? And so if I see that there's like maybe a sun in the 12th house, like maybe they prefer to work in the behind the scenes, there's always some way where they can like I can find in the chart, like you need to lean more into this yeah. energy because that's going to help you express yourself. We all have to express ourselves some way. And I am not confident all the time. Mm-hmm. I think people see me as this like confident. Yes. I am like the most yes. self-critical. Like I beat myself mm-hmm. up Saturn in the first house, conjunct my ascendant. Like I am the worst at mm-hmm. that. But because I have Mars and Scorpio in the first house, I keep trying yeah. so I don't give up. Yeah. And so even when I'm uncomfortable and I know it's hard, I'll still do it mm-hmm. even though I hate it. <laughs> and I think that's that, that I get that will that a lot, I have a lot of personal will and I'm the firstborn child. And like, I feel like all that plays a part. Um, as far as that, so hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. You, it's something you have to, there's no such thing as fearlessness. I just read this mm. in this book. I picked up for a doll. I went to the library yesterday. It's still random. I was doing some research for, um, one of my mm-hmm. products and this book is called, it's never too late to fall in love with your life by Waylon H. Lewis. Write it down. And I, I, I bought it for a dollar. It was like outside yes. in the library discarding and I just was drawn to it. And um, it's such a good, it's an easy read. It's like one of those things where you can read a couple passages a day. And um, one of the ones today was about fearlessness. Mm -hmm. And I'll read it because it was just, it said the nervous feeling in your heart, breathe in, breathe out. Stay for one moment. This is fearlessness. Fearlessness is not avoiding the ups and downs of life. It's sitting with them, listening, feeling, bowing to them and moving forward. Fearlessness feels like fear. I won't read the rest of everything, Mm -hmm. but it's like there's no such thing as fearlessness. That's Mars is about being bold and going Mm -hmm. after things. You just go through it regardless if you're scared Mm -hmm. or not. You're either going to do it or you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think when it comes to being bold and unapologetic, like, you have to realize you're going to fail yes. at things. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to not be perfect. And I'm a perfectionist. So I, I have to constantly just push myself. 
And so I hope everyone listening can do that too. And then the second question is about favorite signs. Of course, I don't have a favorite sign because I don't. And I <laughs> and I love people yes. and I have Aquarius moon. So I'm a natural, I'm a people person. Okay. But the people that are like the closest, you know, like my best, I uh, uh, most of my closest friends I've known since like elementary, middle school. Like we all from LA, we grew up together. I have like a crew. Mm. And so like one's a Pisces, but Pisces rules my fifth house mm-hmm. of like fun and joy. Okay. So when somebody's son falls into that like they can have fun and then one of our other besties she has a Pisces moon but she's a Leo sun mm-hmm. um you know I have a lot of Taurus friends around me just because we understand each other my brother's a Sagittarius we're super close but he has a Taurus moon so like there's synastry yeah. right like his moon conjuncts my son my dad's a Libra so like it's just you when you look at their synastry in the chart and I attract a lot of Scorpios and a lot of Scorpio energy because I have so much Scorpio in my chart oh. and a lot of people have problems with Scorpios oh. like I would say Jim Gemini and Scorpio are the signs that I get Gemini. the most like ugh, when people come to me for and it's <laughs> and I feel bad because it's like don't don't be hating on them like we all have it somewhere yep, and I yep. have I have like besties that are Gemini's mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would date another one my first serious <laughs> boyfriend was a Gemini but um you know, I track that energy. So I understand the Scorpio energy. So I have a love for them. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I even they're magnetic for me. Yeah. Um, so I would say those if I had to mm-hmm. pick the signs that are around me the most, I would say Scorpio. I have a lot of Sagittarius. I have a lot of Scorpios. Yeah. Pisces, Leo, Taurus. I love it. But I get along with everybody. Yeah, I can tell. I can get that. I Maybe there's a Scorpio romance in in your future. You know, we'll see. Girl, that's who I was dating over the summer. And uh, (laughs) I won't go into that story. That's a whole other story. And that's the second Scorpio I gave a chance. I I was with one for four years. The one that the web designer Mm -hmm. was a Scorpio. And I was like, I was never against it. But this, this time I was like... I don't know now. <laughs> I am open. I am open. I wanted to marry a Capricorn and I did. And you see where yes. that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I am not, I am open. I'm completely, I want the best synastry. I'm not looking at like a sign specific. Mm. I want our charts to be. I love it. All together, working together. So. Yes. Best. I'm putting that into the universe yes. and I know it'll happen. Best match people, best alignment, not right. what Google says is your best compatibility exactly i love it right exactly well i could talk to you forever thank you so so right. much <laughs> Me too. i'm i'm like where do i find the link to schedule with you where can people find you tell us what when is the gift of the nile come out like give us all the stuff yes. and we'll put it in the show notes right yeah so um you can find me at astrofashionista.com and that's how it mm-hmm. sounds astro and then fashionista that's where you can book a reading you know you go to scheduling and my calendar will come up so that's the easiest way to do that or you can connect with me on social at astro fashionista mostly on instagram and you know some people message me and reach out and i'll send them a mm-hmm. link for gift of the nile the website is the gift of the and i have products out there i'm launching four new candles mm. linked to the four elements which is Ooh, really exciting sexy. all the scents i formulate myself oh. um, again i have a product development background so i'm a formulate like i formulated myself okay. i come up with the scents based on the mythology of the god yes. that i'm speaking to and what the feeling i want people to get when they mm-hmm. use it so it's very thought out and they're luxury products you know they that's the packaging so it's pretty. black made with violet glass thank Ooh. you to preserve the essential oils 
styles that mm-hmm. I use. And so, yeah, you can go to the Gift of the Nile and then follow Gift of the Nile on Instagram. Um, so those are the best ways to reach me. Okay, well, thank you. I can totally see you selling out your products. Like, I see you at some type of, like, fall, Christmas. Back home, we have a lot of Christmas. What do you call them? Yes. Those, like, um, like... I know what you mean, like uh, where people come and shop and stuff like that. Yes, a lot of those things happening. I'm excited for you. Thank you. People, you know where to find Tamiri. And everyone, you got a lot of good information. Take it all in. It's going to be great. Believe in yourself. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the show, loves. This show was produced by Mackenzie Mazell and me, Dantea. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, which I know you do, please send it to Dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. That's S-O-I-R-E-E-S for soirees. When you do that, the answer might just become an episode and I would love to keep talking about your question. Want to work with me? The link is in the show notes. I'll see you there and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay.